Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Cheese Company will also bring you the Kraft Music Hall every Thursday night. Present each week this time Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve, written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore. We'll hear from The Great Gildersleeve in just a moment. But first, here's something of great importance discovered in a recent nationwide survey of typical American homemakers. The principal cause of food waste, this survey revealed, is food spoiling before it can be used up. And bread, mind you, was at the very top of the list. Now, enriched bread is one of our important wartime foods. So let's try not to waste a single crumb. To prevent waste, why not make your bread taste extra good by spreading it with delicious parquet margarine? Well, why not indeed? That's the way millions of Americans enjoy eating bread. Believe you me, bread rolls and muffins are eaten up in a hurry when they're spread with parquet. Because this margarine that's made by Kraft has a flavor that really satisfies hungry appetites. And since parquet is one of the very best of energy foods, it's important to serve it often at every meal for good family nutrition. Tomorrow, then, be sure to buy parquet. P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now let's look in on the great Gildersleeve, whom we find at home and at peace in the bosom of his family. Having just enjoyed a quiet dinner with his niece and nephew, Marjorie and Leroy, he pushes back his chair from the table and reaches in his vest pocket for an after-dinner cigar. Oh, uh, thought I had one. Cigar, Unc? I'll get you one. Well, thanks. Are we in your way here, Bertie? Oh, no, sir, Mr. Gildersleeve. Just sit still. I hope you don't mind if I clear away the dishes, though. I got a meeting tonight down at the church. What's the meeting about, Bertie? Religion and the post-war world. I'm supposed to bring the donuts. <laughs> Here's your cigar, Unc. Shall I bite the end off for you? Oh, I'll attend to that myself, thank you. Uh, now, uh, match. I've got one. Oh, thanks. Oh, I'll light it for you. Well, such service. You got it? Yeah, I've got it. You sure it's lit? Oh, it's lit. I could light it again. I've got another match. <laughs> uh, this is quite sufficient, thank you. Are you enjoying it? Leroy, what's come over you? <laughs> now, Marjorie, let's be thankful for small favors and ask not whence they come. <laughs> Leroy's been a very good boy lately, hasn't he, Bertie? He sure has. He ain't been himself all week. <laughs> Phone. I'll answer it. Uh, I wish, Marjorie, you'd tell your friends not to disturb us during meals. Hello? Yeah, this is Leroy. Who's this? Oh, hello, Miss Goodwin. Miss Goodwin? Yeah, he's here. Just a minute, please. Uh, I'll take it, Leroy. Unc, just a minute. Give me the phone. You're keeping Miss Goodwin waiting. Before I forget it, Unc, I've got a report card for you to sign. I've been meaning to show it to you, but it kept slipping my mind. Give me that phone, Leroy. Hello, Eve. Oh, how are you? Well, it's been weeks. Leroy? Uh-oh. You stick around, young man. Uh, excuse me, Eve. Why, yes, I'd like very much to talk about him. I'll come to school with him Monday. Uh, no, I'll tell you. Why don't you come to dinner tomorrow night? Could you do that? Fine. About seven. 
and we'll have a nice long talk. Goodbye. In the meantime, I'm going to have a nice long talk. Leroy, you come back here. I'm not going anywhere, Uncle. You bet you're not. You come into the dining room. Is there something you want? No, young man. It slipped my mind, Uncle. Honest. What did? What slipped your mind? The report card. I forgot to show it to you. Hmm. Where is this report card? I've got it right here in my pants pocket. Let's have a look at it. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> It's stuck. <laughs> I, I can't seem to get it out. Perhaps I can help you. Oh, no. No, I've, I've got it. There. Report card. Leroy. <laughs> well, the, the teacher doesn't like me, Yonk. I don't blame her. <laughs> Besides, I've heard that before. What did he get, Uncle Moy? Never you mind. Never mind. You keep out of this, young man. Yes, sir. How long have you had this report? Three weeks. Three weeks? <laughs> I didn't want to spoil your Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't want to spoil your Christmas? Leroy, this is a very serious matter. Yes, sir. How could you deliberately deceive me that way after all I've done for you? I forgot, huh? You did not forget. Now, don't keep saying that. Yes, sir. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Gillsleeve. If you don't mind, I'll run along now and leave the dishes till later. Uh, just a minute, Bertie. Uh, yes, sir? Bertie, what would you think of a boy who would deliberately hide a report card from his uncle? Oh, now, I don't think Leroy would do a thing like that. He probably just forgot. That's right. I forgot. Quiet, you. <laughs> Bertie, when we want your opinion, we'll ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. I thought you did. Uh, well, I'll be going now. Uh, why, George Leroy, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. It seems to me you just go from bad to worse. Yes, sir. You won't study, you have no manners, you won't brush your hair. You think he might clean his nails before he comes to the table, too. Oh, yeah? Let's see yours, I dare you. There, yeah. Well, they'd look a lot better with that red stuff on them. <laughs> All right, how about that note from the teacher you didn't deliver? All right, how about the time you and Wally took the car out without permission? Stop it, stop it, both of you. I'm not interested in any tales told out of school. Anything I abhor, it's a tattletale. I refuse to listen to anything of the sort. What's this about taking the car out, Marjorie? Aren't you going to ask him about the teacher's note? I'm asking you about the car. <laughs> All right, Leroy, what about the note? <laughs> I, I lost it. That's not true. I found it when ah, you... Ah, snooping in wastebaskets, hey? <laughs> now, just a minute, you two. Leroy, what was in that note? How should I know? It was addressed to you. What was in the note? It said, where's the report card? Young man, do you know what happens to people who tamper with the mails? They go to the penitentiary. Oh, gosh, I didn't... They go there for 5, 10, 15 years, maybe life. Gosh. I'm having a talk with your principal about you tomorrow. I'll suspend sentence till I get the facts from her. <laughs> She's coming here to dinner, and I want, to make, I want you to make a good impression for once. Oh, I will. Not if you look the way you do now. I look now. Those pants. Look at them. Look at the knees. They're the only pants I got, Unc. That's ridiculous. You've got plenty of pants. I bought you pants only last... Uh, well, we'll buy you some more. Now, <laughs> stick your shirt tail in. And look at those shoes, Leroy. They're not a month old. What do you do? Kick rocks with them? I don't do a thing. They just get that way. Uh, why, George, you're going down to Hogan Brothers with me the first thing in the morning. Beginning tomorrow, young man, we're starting a campaign here. A campaign to make you look and act like a respectable human being. Cutest suit for Leroy. 
Leroy? Oh, my gosh. Oh, where is it, my dear? Over here on this model. See? Standing on the counter. Oh, you don't want me to look like a wax dummy. You're never clean enough to look like a wax dummy, Leroy. <laughs> Why, George, that just isn't the suit I had. Well, I kind of like that. Yes, gentlemanly. But at the same time, perfectly comfortable. Ought to wear well, too. Flannel, wonderful stuff. How do you like it, Leroy? Where would I wear a suit like that? <laughs> what do you mean, where would you wear it? You wear it this evening at supper. Wear it to school. Just wear it, that's all. Nobody wears clothes like that, huh? Well, gentlemen do. And you're going to look like a gentleman for a change. Why the devil's a salesman? Let's buy the darn suit and get out of here. Well, I thought you were going to get him some shoes, Uncle Mort. Suit would look awful with those old Elkhide things. Oh, for corn's sake, these shoes are all right if they were only shined. Well, why don't you shine them? I gave you a shoe polishing kit last Christmas, didn't I? Yeah. Well? The stuff is all dried up. Unfounded, that's because you left the cover off. That's typical of you, Leroy. You have no regard for the value of anything. You leave the cover off the polish, naturally it dries up. What's the consequence? You can't polish your shoes. What's the consequence? They dry up. And what's the consequence of that? I see dry up. <laughs> no, I have to buy you a new pair of shoes. You think money grows on trees? Uncle Mort, shh. Huh? Well, sir, what can I do for you this morning? I want to look at some suits. Yes, sir, for yourself or for the little fellow. For the boy. He likes that one up there on the model. Oh, Wong. Oh, stop squawking, Leroy. You can't dress like a ten-year-old all your life. Who asked you? Nobody asked me, but well, I... keep your big nose out of it. Leroy! Why, you little... Marjorie, stop this, both of you. Well, well, hmm. You got quite a handful there, haven't you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Come on, let's try on the suit. I'm sorry, sir, but I'm afraid the one on the model would be too large for the little fellow. I was afraid of that, Unc. Never mind. Let's see the next size smaller. That suit on the model is the only one like it in the store. Let's try it on anyway. He'll grow into it. <laughs> Whatever you say, sir, it is a lovely piece of material, imported tight flannel. Imported tight? Yes, sir, it is like imported flannel, but it's made in our own mills right in this country. Oh, well, try on the coat, Leroy. Okay. Yeah. Well... That's not bad for size, not bad at all. I think it looks fine. You can't really tell with that awful polo shirt. Yeah, that's right, my dear. Give the boy a shirt and a tie so we can get an idea of the suit. You mean you want to buy him? Yes, I want to buy him a shirt and a tie. A white shirt. Yes, sir. What neckband, Sonny? Twelve and a half. You ought to have a bigger neck than that, Leroy. Bring him a 14. Yes, sir. <laughs> I could just slip a tape measure around and make sure. Bring him a 14. Size 14, the gentleman says, and a necktie. While he's getting the shirt, Leroy, slip into those pants. Well, I go. You don't have to go anyplace. Just stand behind me. <laughs> Gosh, you want me to feel like a shoplifter? Don't be ridiculous. Get into those pants. Well, make Marge turn around. Oh, Leroy. Uncle Mark, do you think while we're here, I might look at a few blouses? Are you thinking in terms of your allowance, my dear? Oh, yes. That is my February allowance. Oh, farewell. All right. But make it snappy. I'll be right back. <laughs> yes, sir. Here's the shirt and tie. Oh, what happened to the little fellow? Oh. Here I am. Now put these on, Leroy. Okay. Bring him a pair of shoes, too. Yes, sir. Got a shoe stamp? Staff, uh, no, not with me. But I got plenty of them at home. I am sorry. Hogan Brothers cooperate 100% with the OPA. I want the boy to try on a pair of shoes. If they're any good, I'll send them down with the stamps this afternoon. Yes, sir. And I'll thank you not to question my patriotism. What size shoes, Leroy? Four. Little feet will be growing soon. Bring him five. <laughs> yes, sir. Black Oxfords. Yes, sir. Will you tie the tie for me, Uncle? Yeah, give it to me. Now, hold still. Hold your head up, Leroy. I can't see through your skull. Okay. <laughs> when I was your age, I could tie a bow tie and a foreign hand. 
Uh, there. And here are the shoes for the little fellow. Stop calling him a little fellow. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle. Yeah. Put on the shoes, my boy. How much will all this be? Well, let me see. It will be 13, 50 shirt, dollar, 10, tie, 75, shirt, 55, and 21, 25, uh, 21.86. Oh, my goodness. Here, put on the coat, Leroy, and let's see if it's worth it. <laughs> How do the shoes feel? Walk around in them a little bit. They're so big, they feel better than the old ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, by George, you look like a gentleman. Yes, he looks fine. Come over here and look at yourself in the glass, my boy. I don't like to put you to all this expense, huh? Oh, don't worry about it. You can wear these clothes till you're 16. Oh, Leroy. <laughs> well, you look simply lovely. Thanks. Oh, and I found two dresses upstairs for myself that I'm just crazy about. And just think, Uncle Mort, both of them for only $26. Oh, 50 bucks to get Leroy dressed for supper. Young man, your manners had better be perfect. Fred Gildersleeve will be with us again in just a few seconds. Few thoughtful mothers know, of course, how important it is to serve good, hearty, hot breakfasts. We all need lots of substantial, nourishing foods these war-busy times to give us plenty of pick-up-and-go for the day's work ahead. And that's why parquet margarine deserves such an important place on your breakfast table and at every other meal. You see, parquet's delicate, pleasing flavor is such a treat on toast, biscuits, pancakes, and waffles, you get a genuine glow of satisfaction from eating the foods that are good for you. And then, too, parquet margarine is itself one of the best among energy foods. Helps provide the drive and pep you need to keep going through the day. And because each pound of parquet margarine contains 9,000 units of vitamin A, it aids in supplying another important nutritional element. So enjoy parquet margarine at breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Tomorrow, ask your food dealer for parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine, made by Kraft. Get back to the great Gildersleeve. It's Saturday evening and a very uncomfortable one for Leroy, for the principal of his school has come to dinner. But somehow he's lived through it, and now everyone has repaired to the living room where Leroy has been called upon to perform for Miss Goodwin. Why, I had no idea the boy was so musical, Throckmorton. Well, he comes by it naturally, I suppose. <laughs> Oh, play something else. Please do. He can't. That's the only piece he knows. <laughs> oh, yeah? Leroy! <laughs> Leroy! <laughs> Past your bedtime now, son, I'm afraid. <laughs> Say goodnight to Miss Goodwin. So soon? Yeah. I have to get up and uh, get plenty of sleep so I can get up early tomorrow and study. <laughs> Don't overdo it, Leroy. <laughs> Good night, Miss Goodwin. Good night, Leroy. 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 Ah. Good night, sister dear. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Great chums, these children. Good night, Uncle Mort. Good night, Leroy. Are you kidding? Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed, my boy. 
Here's the accidental coffee, Mr. Gilsey. Where's your booty? Set it on the table here, Bertie. I'll clear space. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to help me get down them Demitasse cups. We ain't using them so long. They're on the top shelf. That's all right, Bertie. Miss Goodwin won't object to a regular-sized cup, I'm sure. Oh, not at all. After all, we're just home folks here. <laughs> them little ones ain't big enough to put in your eye anyway. I like a man-sized cup myself. <laughs> Bertie's a jewel. You're very lucky to have her. Well, Uncle Mort, I... I guess I'd better be going, too. What? Not to bed on a Saturday night. No, I, uh... I thought I'd go down to the public library for a while and... read. Huh? <laughs> good night, Miss Goodwin. It was so nice you to come over. Good night, Marjorie. It was so good to see you again. Uh, good night, Uncle Darling. Uh, good night. Uh, I'll leave the key under the doormat in case the library closes late. <laughs> She's such an attractive girl. Uh, I don't know, though. She's been getting out of hand a little too lately. But it's the other one I'm worried about, Leroy. Oh, I don't really think you need worry about Leroy. Uh, Leroy, I mean. <laughs> it's just that he's going through that difficult age. How long does it last? <laughs> Seems to me he's been going through it ever since I've known him. Well, <laughs> boys will be boys. There's nothing really wrong with Leroy. I've talked with his teacher about him, and we both feel that all he needs is guidance. Well, I... I punish him regularly about twice a week. Well, I don't mean quite that. Here's the cups, Mr. Gilsley. Oh, thank you, Bertie. Anything else? No, I think we've got everything, thanks. Uh, will you pour, Eve? I'd be delighted. I love having coffee in the evening, don't you? Sure do. I like it for breakfast, too. <laughs> and for lunch. Ralph Morton, has it ever occurred to you that Leroy might need a mother? Well... I've tried to be a father to him. Well, you have, and I admire you for it. Everyone does. Well, he's a good kid. They're both good kids. But don't you think they need someone who can give them what a mother has to give them? Well, I never thought of it that way. Maybe you're right. Someone who would be not only a guide and mother to them, but what you have yourself to think of, too. After all, a house without love isn't much of a home. You must have felt that. You know, it's funny you saying that. I almost got married about a year ago. I guess I told you. Yes, you told me. Then I sort of gave up the idea. Maybe I shouldn't. Well, we've all had our disappointments. I don't think you should let one unfortunate affair sour you on the whole idea. If at first you don't succeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eve, you're wonderful. You don't know what you've done for me this evening. You've made up my mind for me. Have I, Throckmorton? For months now, I've been this way and that. Should I or shouldn't I? I know, I have too. But when you bring up the children, that settles it. By George, I'll do it. Oh, you seem very sure of yourself, Mr. Gildersleeve. After all, you haven't asked the girl, you know. Listen, with Beauregard out of the way, Leela will marry me in a minute. Uh, Eve, is something wrong? If you'll excuse me, I think I'd better be going. But Eve, so early? You haven't even finished your coffee. I'll get my own wrap, thank you. Eve, you can't rush off like this. Thank you for a very pleasant evening and good night. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Goodwin ain't left already. Mr. Gilsey, what's wrong? You're a woman, Bertie. You tell me. Now, where are you going? I'm going out and take a walk for myself. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
I just can't understand it, fellas. One minute she's as cool as a cucumber, gives me plenty of good sound advice, and the next minute she walks out in a huff. I tell you, gentlemen, the deviousness of a woman's mind and the inconsistency of her whims are enough to discourage a man from having anything to do with the entire sex. Well, no. I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Peavy? You mean to tell me Mrs. Peavy never has any whims? Well, I wouldn't say that either. <laughs> but when you've been married as long as I have, you begin to notice that the same old whims keep coming up. Uh-huh. And if you're smart... If you're smart, you wouldn't be married. Well, Judge, why so bitter? I'm not being bitter, Gildy. I'm simply facing facts. Well, Judge, people have been getting married now for quite some time. There must be something in it. <laughs> Oh, don't misunderstand me. I have nothing against marriage. I'm all in favor of it. For other people. Yeah, for other people. Now, our friend Gildersleeve here has obligations. He has children. Man in his position ought to get married. That's the judge, always thinking of others. Besides, I think marriage would be a great thing for Gildersleeve. Might make him less ornery, huh, Peavy? Yeah, I wouldn't want to guarantee that. (laughs) Just think, Gildy. You'd come home at night... There'd be the little woman waiting for you in a pretty little apron and Leroy all scrubbed and brushed and smiling. I can see it now. I can't. (laughs) After dinner, you wouldn't have to spend your evening hanging around drugstores talking to old goats like me and Peavy. (laughs) No, you could settle down to a nice dull game of dominoes. (laughs) Now there, you're wrong, Judge. It just so happens that the lady I have in mind can't stand dominoes. <laughs> you can say what you please, but the more I think of it, the better I like it. Let me ask you, Gildersleeve. Have you any reason to think the lady of your choice would have you, even if you ask her? She'll have me, don't worry. That's one thing about her. She may have her faults, but at least I know where I stand with her. <laughs> one other thing. You haven't told us yet who the lady is. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> well, I always said it was a pity you didn't marry Leela. Of course, I didn't mean it. I still have some hopes in that direction myself. But if you found someone else... I thought you said marriage was not for you. Well, don't believe everything you hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'll be toddling along. I've got business to attend to. Say, Peavy, come here a minute. Yes? You know what I think? If you just ask me... What are you two whispering about over there? (laughs) Well, no, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) Come on, what are you two talking about? Well, Mr. Gildersleeve... There's one thing we'd like to know. What's that? Has the lady in question met Leroy? Well, she knows what she's getting into. Don't worry. And she's still willing to marry you? Then I'd say it was a perfect match, wouldn't you, Peavy? I'd say it was ordained in heaven. (laughs) Good luck, Mr. Gildersleeve. I don't need luck, Peavy. This is in the bag. It's too cold to keep anybody standing outdoors today. Oh, it's you, Throckmorton. Oh, uh, come in. Take off your things. I'll be with you in a jiffy. I'm talking on the phone. Uh, she knew what I'm here for. She wouldn't keep me standing around. <laughs> Hello? Are you still there? Oh, nobody you'd be interested in. If she only knew. <laughs> well, I did have the most marvelous time the other night. Oh, you shouldn't say things like that. Not unless you really mean them. Oh, you doctor. Hargrave. I'll spike his guns. <laughs> Make it soon, Arthur. Arthur? Real soon, you hear? Goodbye. Oh, God, 
Martin, this is quite a surprise seeing you this evening. Uh, come in and sit down, won't you? Yeah. Hi, George. That fire looks good. Mm -hmm. I got so cold, I just had to have it this morning. You don't suppose it needs another log, do you? Uh, log? Yeah, I suppose it does. You might give it a little poke, too. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Uh, now the room will be cozier. Uh, I didn't come over here to be cozy, Leela. That is, uh, well, I've got good news for you. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. I've been thinking a good deal lately. Oh, excuse me, Throckmorton. I've got something here I know you'll be crazy to see. But, Leela, I was about to say you that... You remember my sister Winfield, don't you? She was here for a few days last spring, married to an army captain. Yeah, I remember. Well, she just had a baby last week, and she sent me these snapshots of him. Isn't he adorable? Looks just like your sister. What I was going to say, well, Leela... I certainly thought you'd show more interest in Winfield's child, Throckmorton. Confounded, Leela. I've got something I want to say to you. Well, go on and say it, Throckmorton, if it's so Vital. It's tied up with my future. Mm-hmm. It's tied up with your future, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was thinking, Leela, is, uh, uh, I've got to have somebody to look after Leroy. Well. And I thought as long as we got, almost got married once, and Leroy is pretty hard to handle, maybe for his sake we ought to go ahead and do it. Mr. Gildersleeve. What? I'm sure I can't imagine how I could have ever considered marrying you at any time. But, Leela... Kindly leave my house, Mr. Gildersleeve. Your presence is most unwelcome. Unwelcome? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now what have I done wrong? It's me, Leroy. Were you asleep, my boy? Well, I hadn't been asleep very long. Oh, I see. <laughs> I just thought I'd say goodnight. Okay, goodnight, Unc. Uh, if I ever seem a little harsh with you, my boy, don't hold it against me. I get worried about you every once in a while. About me? Mm-hmm. I get to thinking maybe I haven't looked after you carefully enough. Don't worry about that. You look after me plenty. <laughs> Well, I want you to feel free to come to me with any problems that are bothering you. I will if I get any. Come and talk to me the way, well, the way a boy might talk to his mother. Okay. You, uh, you don't think you need a mother particularly, do you? You mean right now? Yes. Unc, you're not going to go and No, get... no. That is, well, there's nothing very immediate anyway. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty well the uh, way we are. You're a pretty good boy. Okay, let's not bring in any outsiders. <laughs> I won't. Well, good night, Leroy. You can go back to sleep now. Back to sleep? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, say, Unc, as long as you're here, how about signing my report card before I forget it? Oh, yes, yeah. It's right there on the dresser. All right. Uh, signature, parent, parent, our guardian. Yes. Rockmorton P. Gilder Lee. There. Thanks a million, Unc. Good night. Good night, my boy. Sweet dreams. Uh, by the way, Leroy, the next time you're reading in bed and you hear me coming, don't turn out the light. It works better if you pretend you fell asleep with the light on. What? Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Gosh, what a character. <laughs> Thank you.
music heard on this program was directed by Claude Sweet. This is Ken Carpenter speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company, inviting you to tune in again next week for the further adventures of the great Gildersleeve. This is the National Broadcasting Company.